0: <laughs> it, it, you know what? It, it, it's never not fun. You know, it never ceases to just bring me complete joy to be at the studio every night, six to seven p.m. Here I am, Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, busted through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. Glad to have you here with me. In fact, I gotta, I, I gotta make sure that I, on a more frequent basis, truly tell you guys how much I appreciate you spending this time with me. Whether you're listening in your car, on your iPad, streaming on all the different ways that, that is, the kids are listening these days or how on Facebook Live. However, you, you've got so many different options out there, and I just truly do appreciate the time that you spend with me. And uh, But you can also call in as well and say hi to me live, if you dare. <laughs> 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. The question of the day is talk about explosive. Man. It just exploded today when Donald Trump dared to say, hey, you know what? All y'all out there, you, you, you lovers of, of illegal immigrants, because they got a spark of divinity, even the gang members, so much so that you want to give them sanctuary, you want to give them rights, you want to give them all kinds of benefits over American citizens. Okay, we ain't got enough room for them down there at the border. Given what you've done with the, with the illegal immigration and the and the laws here, you Democrats. So how about I send them your way? Oh, it hit the fan when he suggested that some of those with the spark of divinity actually come to the sanctuary cities. And I'm curious what you guys think of whether or not that was a smart move. Was that a good idea, or or was it good politics? Is a good is is it a good idea from a strategy play, and or a good idea from a policy play or from <laughs> Y'all know who's playing that sound effect there. He's got Sanctuary in another booth away from me. Safely safely hidden in a booth. It's DJ Carrot Sticks.
1: Very
2: good carrot.
0: Chine-moi. DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah.
2: roger, we'll go.
0: <laughs> Ho oh,
2: oui, oui. Wee
0: <laughs> wee oui, oui. Bien sûr. But you know, how come Bienvenidos... Ain't ain't ain't, ain't all, uh, lit up along the freeways tonight. You know where they put the amber alert up on the freeway. How come it's not saying, "Hey, bienvenidos, all of you with a spark of divinity, come on in." Why aren't they saying that today? I'm not sure if it was Trump has a tendency to just kind of brainstorm, as we call it in corporate America. You know, he, he you know he works it out, says what he's thinking as he's developing things. I'm not sure when he initially mentioned this, whether or not it was actually something he was truly considering. Or if it was just to try to smoke them out and force the Democrats to to show their hypocrisy on the issue, because the Democrats here are no different than the ones in Europe. You know what they did with the open borders and their multiculturalism over, and you can read about it. And while Europe slept, is they opened the borders? Oh, come on in! But then they don't want to have to bump up against them, right? So they they shove them all around where they don't have to see them as they're driving around in their limos and hiding behind their living behind their walls. Same thing here. So I'm not sure if initially it was meant to for them to have to show their hypocrisy or whether or not it was actually something he was considering from a strategy standpoint. I like it. Because it forces them to, I mean, they have been saying that Nancy Pelosi literally said that MS-13 gang members who have beheaded teenagers in this country lit their corpses on fire, that MS-13 gang members had a spark of divinity. She has said that illegals in this country are more Americans than Americans. She has said that they are the, the dreamers in spite of the fact that 60,000 DREAMers have been arrested, some of which was for murder, that they are the best of the best in this country. So, and if they believe that, then why aren't they welcoming? So either they believe that, and they literally have been coming from a place of of genuineness with that, in which case, why why aren't they welcoming them? So, you know, if they believe it, they should be welcoming it. And if they believe that, then their only reason for resisting is because Trump is giving them what they want. Or they know the reality of what's going on here and that a a certain percentage of the people coming across the border are rapists, murderers, drug dealers, gangbangers, and the worst of the worst or going to drive drunk and murder somebody. And then the rest of them are economic parasites that we cannot afford to allow into this country. So either they're hypocrites and they know that they're the worst, that they're bad and they shouldn't be in this country, or they actually think they're great, but now they got to go against President Trump. And so they're going to go against their own beliefs just to thumb a nose at President Trump. From a practical standpoint, I'm not really on board with it. And let me tell you why. Because it is not necessary to, the, the end result is bad for Americans. We're a sanctuary state here, but you know what? How many counties? in California, and cities and municipalities join the lawsuit of the Trump administration against California? Why should the good citizens in this state be punished? And then, and oh, by the way, how many of the illegals here, thanks to Motor Voter, or even not, how how many people actually believe that the illegals are going to stay in the sanctuary city cities? Is the town that Molly Tibbetts was murdered in, was that a sanctuary city? Because there's a whole lot of illegals living there and working there. We got illegals all over this country. In fact, we've actually probably got more cities that are sanctuary cities than not, but we have illegals all over this country. So they're they're not going to be, unless they're gonna be on house arrest staying in Nancy Pelosi's home or Governor Newsom's mansion, and they're gonna be stuck there, then I, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's good for America. I read the ten point plan that Sidney Powell wrote about in conjunction with Chris Kobach's plan, and it is not necessary to release them out into this country to not be seen again. It's not necessary at all. So he could, he could follow Chris. If we don't have enough room in the de- detention facilities, then make more room. Follow what Chris Kobach said. Why are we selling on eBay old Katrina trailers when we can put illegals there? And let me tell you, we got Americans living in far worse conditions than the Katrina trailers. So there's absolutely no reason for why these people have to be released. And no, by the way, there's also other things that we could do right now, as Sidney Powell described, the the uh, recent ruling from the judge on immigration, as well as the immigration law that was passed, that President Trump signed into law. A couple of those things Sidney Powell talked about, President Trump, particularly this that judge's ruling last week, President Trump does not, it's illegal. He does not have to abide by that. I I tell you what I liked even more was I actually kind of liked hearing that President Trump, I guess, when he was at Calexico, he told uh, uh, the head of the uh, Coalition for Border Protection, I think it was, uh, hey, you know, if you get arrested, hey, work with me on stopping the illegals from coming in here. And, you know, if you get arrested, I'll give you a pardon. (laughs) Of course, Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu who's got something in lieu of brains, who got a smackdown, he's probably still, he, he probably had to buy out Costco's whole supply of Preparation H after what Candace Owens did to him in the, in the congressional hearings. Uh, so he's, he's after that leaked out, he's accusing President Trump of, of obstruction to justice. Now, what, no, the real obstruction to justice has involved the FBI and the DOJ. Uh, they're still, they're not really anything new. I know that some people considered the, release of some transcripts involving uh, lead counsel James Baker. His testimony before Congress is somehow breaking news. When I read it, I don't read it as that. I don't think it's any new revelations. James, James Baker said in October, we might have the actual transcripts now, but we already know back in October that Rod Rosenstein, according to Lisa Strzok and Andrew McCabe, that Rod Rosenstein was actually quite serious when he offered to put on a wire, that he felt like he had been used to draft a letter for Comey to be fired. And he he was willing to participate in trying to exercise the 25th Amendment and taking down President Trump. We already knew that. So we, we can read that. In terms of his working with David Korn... From uh, the journalist and the dossier, Uh, you know, he he. I think James Baker, I feel like people are a little overexcited by that testimony. I feel like Baker, being an attorney, used a lot of weasel speak and gave himself some out. So I don't see it as quite as the as as earth shattering and as monumental of testimony, as people are saying. He said, for example, when he was asked about whether or not he knew that that was was the dossier was from paid for and was opposition research from Hillary Clinton, and did he share that with the FBI when he handed it over? He said he didn't think it was inappropriate that it was paid for by Hillary Clinton. Um, he said he didn't remember whether or not that was communicated to the FISA courts. These attorneys are so weaselly. Man, they they know how to, to just really um, Clinton-like. Remember, Clinton. With the well, it depends on the definition. What the definition of "is" is. I mean, you know, that really—that's what we're at. What we need is we need to stop relying on that kind of testimony. And we, what we need is we need a, uh, an attorney general, of the Department of Justice, to actually have the the wherewithal, the courage, and the desire. To pick up the investigation. To a- actually, we don't even need to continue any investigation against Hillary Clinton. When they had the goods on Al Capone on tax evasion, they prosecuted him on tax evasion and put him behind bars. And they didn't continue to delve more resources into trying to find more charges against him. The agenda was to put him behind bars and they found a way to do it. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. And, we've got, and there's been enough investigation going on that, you know, at this point, I don't want a special counsel. There's enough laws and proof of law has been broken for people to be doing some perp walks and that's what I want to see at this point. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, last night we talked about uh, President Trump and his commitment to saving lives in this country and we actually are going to speak to the Deputy Secretary. Or is it the Secretary? No, the Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, Eric Carman, who Cargan, who's here in San Diego today, to talk about some latest initiatives on the part of President Trump to save lives. Stay tuned, we're Andrea K Show coming up.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and
0: like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
4: KCBQ is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. KCBQ is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San
5: Diego. The answer. Imagine your increase in sales with your web at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest ideas that could dramatically grow your profits. Getting your website at the top of search engines is a process that takes unusual expertise. Our team can help you achieve. In fact, We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to SurroundSanDiego.com. SurroundSanDiego.com. Connecting you with new customers.
6: Many solar companies send out inexperienced salesmen who aren't qualified to know what to look for when evaluating your home for adding a solar system. This includes evaluating your current electrical panel. Hello, I'm Jesse Keegan with Keegan Electric Solar. Your family deserves the best. As a certified electrical contractor, I'll personally look at your electrical panel and make sure it's solar ready. A lot of homes in San Diego require electrical panel upgrade because of the increase in our overall electrical demands and aging electrical panels. Keegan Electric Solar only installs solar ready electrical panels. Get the job done right. Whether you need trenching to move your electrical panel because of your gas line or just an overhead service from the power pole, let Keegan Electric Solar guide you through the electrical panel upgrade process. Call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376. Or visit keeganelectricsolar.com. Whether you're an
3: aficionado or just picking up memorable gifts for the tobacco lover in your life, Liberty Tobacco has just what you're looking for. As San Diego's oldest independent tobacco store that's been serving San Diego since 1957, Liberty Tobacco has one of the largest selections of premium imported cigars with all the top brands. Like my father, Arturo Fuente, Padron, and Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's only authorized dealer for the much desired Davidoff cigar. There's more than just cigars at Liberty Tobacco too. They feature a selection of exquisite handcrafted pipes from top makers around the world and some of the most unique blends of custom pipe tobacco. Be sure to follow Liberty Tobacco on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with promotions, events, and happy hour deals. You can get cigars, pipes, and tobacco anywhere, but if you want the lowest prices and the most experienced staff, Liberty Tobacco is the only place in town you need to go. To find the location nearest you, visit libertytobacco.com. That's libertytobacco.com.
4: FM 96.1. AM 1170.
3: The Answer. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Friday fun day. Later on in the show, we've got, of course, our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. You're going to definitely want to stay tuned for my weekly segment with Bob Walters because... We've got a follow-up to last week's story in which we played video to audio tape of you for you of hearing the plan to transform America into an Islamic country via the school systems. And we've got a follow-up story that will shock you, as well as a discussion about the Democrats' latest attack on women through the schools, as well as our military heroes. Um but last night, I want to follow up on last night's story because we, we talked a little bit on, on last night's story about what President Trump's commitment to life and how his signing the right to life bill is literally saving lives of patients who are dying to terminal illness. In fact, it, that saving him signing that bill could in fact save the life of a good friend of ours here on the show. And so today I was pleased this morning to talk to Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, Eric Cargan, who's here in San Diego to talk about President Trump's commitment to saving the lives of those who are uh, we've got an opioid crisis in this country as well as an hiv epidemic that nobody's talking about so this morning i talked to deputy secretary eric hargan and here he is here to discuss uh, the president's initiatives in these two areas is u.s health and human services deputy secretary eric hargan welcome to the show
7: great to be here
0: Okay, so let's start with the opioid crisis. You know, everybody's talking about it. Everybody kind of knows it's a crisis, but I'm not sure people know the extent to which, how bad it is for the country. Can you share
5: that?
7: Yes. I mean, you know, right now we're seeing, for the third year in a row, American life expectancy reducing. Our life expectancy is going down, and it's because of drug overdose deaths. And that is we haven't seen this kind of reduction in life expectancy since World War I and the Spanish flu. So it's been a century. Uh, and it's not an infectious disease. It's, it's drug overdoses. So we're looking at something that is an extremely severe public health crisis that's really affecting the nation overall. Uh, so uh, President Trump recognized this. And obviously at Health and Human Services, we welcome the fact that the president has made this high priority to end the opioid crisis in America.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think that there's anybody in this country... Who hasn't been affected or knows somebody that's affected by this? Whether and this crosses every socio-economic line that there is. It doesn't matter what what profession your family, you're the dad's in, or in fact, I think I've read some studies that one of the the greatest increase in opioid addictions is the area of soccer moms. You know, women in their thirties, and their forties. You know, this isn't this isn't just about some low income or just you know people from the wrong side of the tracks. This affects every American. I, I think there's a study. This is 130 people die each day from opioid-related overdoses. And President Trump has, you guys, I think there's a five-point plan outside of the fact that we need to seal the border and stop the fentanyl from coming in, which is a part of the crisis as well. But let's talk about the five-point strategy that y'all have to fight the opioid crisis. Tell us about that.
7: Yes sure so so we've put together a five point strategy that's going to uh, try to bring this down. part of it is that we want better access to treatment prevention and recovery services. so those are kind of the three those are the three parts that people access here really medication assisted treatment evidence based treatment so people are able to kind of step down from the uh, the terrible addictions that they're in that's that are that are Killing them. Uh, We also want better data because you can't really fight what you don't know about. And I think, you know, to the point that you just made, a lot of people believe that the opioid crisis was confined to low income, uh, rural, inner city areas, and it's just not the case uh, anymore. It had been, but that's really an old view of what this crisis has been, we wouldn't be seeing life expectancy drop across the country for the third year in a row if it just affected those communities. It's reached into everywhere. Uh, We're also looking at our overdose reversing drugs and getting better targeting of those uh, because we have the capability now uh, of some really great advanced therapies that can help reverse overdoses, and we need to get those more widely used in the United States. Also, we're funding money to prepare a non-addictive painkiller. That's really kind of the silver bullet that our researchers are working on at the National Institutes of Health, um, and they're working towards the day when we don't have to deal with the issue of pain and addiction together, but we have a non-addictive painkiller. And then also pain management. Uh, Part of the issue that we had here is that a lot of guidelines that were put out for doctors by the government in the past uh, really dealt with pain in a way that, that encouraged them to use opioids early and often Mm. and that obviously has led to this addiction crisis Mm. and the overdose deaths Uh, In in some ways, uh, we were, you know, it was being encouraged to use these, and people thought they weren't as addictive as they really are. Right. So uh, we're working on all of those fronts.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, before we move on to talk about the HIV epidemic, I think it was Kirsten Gillibrand recently came up with the idea. and She even had some, some, I think, bipartisan support for this, a plan of federally controlling how many pain pills you were allowed to get. You know, there are people... Opioids are absolutely being abused. People are getting addicted uh, accidentally because they have back surgery or whatever. And, you know, their body just becomes addicted. But I'm concerned about a plan. And I'm glad to hear it's not a part of the five-point plan where the government is is telling people you're only allotted X amount of pain pills. Because there are people out there that literally need the, these, these pain pills. And so I don't really think that that's the solution. Do you?
7: No, I mean, we have to have a thoughtful approach. Each patient is different. And some patients are going to have the kind of just acute need for Mm -hmm. uh, opioids because they come out of surgery and they need, you know, they need to, to have some relief while they're recovering. Some people have chronic pain and they are going to have to need long lasting uh, treatments for their pain, uh, so we we can't have a one size fits all policy right. for for this. We have to have better better principles and more education, both for the people getting the opioids and then also for their providers, their doctors, mm-hmm. uh, who are prescribing for them. But uh, you know we're not really looking for this kind of straitjacket uh in dealing with pain and we want to develop more options we want to empower the private sector to p- develop more options to develop devices types of counseling uh, different ways of of combining treatments together that allow there to be a, a better uh, treatment of pain in the future but in the meantime uh we have uh we we know that opioids are going to be a part of that uh, by and large in treating pain but yes i i completely agree we're not looking for that kind of one size fits all. Right reaction. So,
0: uh, good, good to hear. Switching to the, to the HIV e- epidemic, which is still a problem in this country. There's been significant scientific advancements in the treatment of HIV, but that doesn't mean that HIV has been eradicated. You know, people are still becoming infected, and it was it was a huge story in the 90s. There was a lot of programs to educate people, but for some reason, particularly in certain counties in the country, we're seeing HIV infections rise, and that's an area yeah. that you guys are seeking to address as well. Tell us about that
7: yeah we were uh, we were uh, very excited when the president you know came to us and the the White House came to us and said you know what what do you all see as kind of the issues that you could resolve if you had you know the backing and focus on this and we presented uh, president with you know this some potential options and he saw immediately that the HIV crisis was one that we could address and kind of bring to bring to closure in this country we really have now uh, the types of, of, of drugs and other therapeutics that can that can bring this to a close, we think by 2030. Uh, and so he was he's backed that to the hilt, uh, just like he has with the opioids issue. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. We've lost 700,000 American lives to HIV wow. in this country, so it's it's a it's a huge problem. And and we believe that there's still approximately 165,000 Americans who are unaware that they have HIV. Wow. So a lot, a lot of people have it and they don't even know it. And if we got this, this, uh, you know, this, this some of these treatments to them, uh, we can actually help suppress the virus and prevent them from transmitting uh, to somebody else to prevent the transmission. Now, then, which is an enormous achievement. So if we can, if we can do this, we can start preventing tens and hundreds of thousands of new infections and bring this to.
0: Halt. Well, and uh, I'm so, so glad we... to hear that because excuse me for interrupting in the time we have left because sure. they they decided to, to make it no longer a felony in the state of California to intentionally infect somebody with HIV as though HIV is just no longer a problem anymore and it's it's no big deal to infect somebody with this. This is still a deadly disease in spite of the advancements. So that's why I'm so glad to hear that you guys are addressing this and you're wanting to educate people that uh, people need to get tested. If they get tested, they and, and find out that that they have this virus, they can't. And suppress it to the degree to where it's no longer transmissible uh, and or transmittable, and then they can live a healthy life. And then we can, you know, stop it from becoming a problem in the country. So I'm so excited to hear that you guys are focusing on that. Um, and that's why you're here in California, correct, to, uh, to speak and address to both of these issues. Tell us quickly about that in the minute we have left
7: yes so i'm I'm here in San Diego today uh, to meet with uh, some of the local providers and we're going to be talking about these issues because um, you know California has a number of the focused counties that we're dealing with in HIV some of the highest numbers of people that have HIV are here in California and so this is going to be a focus some other parts of the country uh, in the south are also going to be the focus but we think because we've been able now that HIV is is isolated in many ways in certain areas that by pouring resources into these areas we can bring this this terrible scourge to an end and so we're going to be talking with some of the local providers systems uh, and uh, the county about exactly efforts they're undertaking on this and some other public health areas uh, to work together.
0: Well, I love this. I'm so thankful to President Trump for his commitment to saving lives in every way possible. And thank you for the work that you're doing with this focus on HIV and the opioid crisis. Thank you. Is is there a website or where people can get information on this and your five-point plans on both of these areas?
7: Yes, absolutely. You can go to www.hhs.gov.
0: HHS.gov. Thank you so much, Deputy Secretary Eric Harkin. Enjoy your time out here on the West Coast.
7: Thank you. Great talking
0: to you. I just hope he didn't go to La Jolla to the beaches today. <laughs> there was a 130-gallon spill along the beaches there at say uh, you say what the 7,000 um, Neptune place, Not right by where my usual, if y'all, when y'all see me, posting my pics on Instagram and Facebook, that's right close by where you see me in my chair. So, uh, but I ain't going to touch that water. They're telling everybody don't make contact with the water. Um, so, but you know, I am so sick and tired. Did y'all listen to that? Did you hear the extent of what President Trump is doing on the opioid crisis and HIV? And let me tell you, I didn't have a whole lot of time to get into it with the the Deputy Secretary, but there's a reason why there's specific counties that they're targeting. It's because in these counties, which are in many areas largely minority and low-income people where these issues are with the HIV, spread of HIV, and the opioid crisis, President Trump is dedicating resources to save the lives of minorities and low-income people. And he's getting no credit for it. All day on, they're talking about him being a bigot. I tell you who the bigots are. Nancy Pelosi and the rest touting about how much they love the illegal aliens. Meanwhile, they're having a hissy fit. Probably going to join the Trump administration in a lawsuit to stop the illegals from showing up in their town. It's crazy. We're going to take a break. we come back. Speaking of crazy, wait till you hear. Last week, Bob Walters and I told you all about the plan. You've been hearing Ilhan Omar, right? Spitting on, on Americans. There's a, there's a plan to transform this country going on. And we talked about the plan last week to transform this country by the Islamists to turn us into their Islamic state. And they want to do it through the schools. Wait till you hear about a school doing that very same thing right here in the United States. Don't go anywhere. Really important segment coming up on The Andrea K. Show.
3: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K A Y E.
4: FM, 96.1, North County. AM, 1170, San Diego. The answer. The answer, San Diego, has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pictures of cats from your smartphone. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. Download our free app today. The Answer, San Diego. The best conservative coverage in San Diego.
3: Read the latest breaking news, top business analysis, and the funniest political cartoons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Register for the Answer San Diego's newsletters. Use keyword newsletter. Stay current on politics, contests, events, and more. Be among the first to know about the latest books from top conservative authors, special signing events, and promotions. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Keyword newsletter. Sponsored by Richard Musio, host of It's Your Business, Sundays at 9 a.m. only on the Answer San Diego lower your health coverage cost. Join Freedom Health Share, a Christian health sharing plan, savings up to $500 a month. Freedom offers two comprehensive plans. Compare Freedom with other health shares. Freedom has you covered anywhere, anytime. Freedom has features you want in a health share. Go to freedomhealthshare.org to learn about Freedom, including our patented web technology that's paid billions in health claims over the past decade. Call us now, 844-853-3189. Freedom Health Share strength is Its members.
6: Lots of investment firms talk about customizing a portfolio to your needs, but they may only look at one or two aspects of your financial situation. Creative planning is different. Our financial planning led approach considers your entire financial picture. That's the only way to create a comprehensive plan that works uniquely for you. Call 866 CREATIVE or visit creativeplanning.com to learn more. Investment strategies recommended by Creative Planning are not assured of earning a profit or avoiding a loss in declining
4: markets.
3: Sun Garden Terrace, license number three seven four six zero three four three seven.
4: Francis had been serving as a missionary for 56 years and felt the same love at Sun Garden Terrace.
0: When I walked in, I noticed that the clients and the staff had a very good relationship. Residents
4: like Francis love all the activities, entertainment, and of course, the food.
0: The food is an awful lot, and uh, I like to go to the art for everybody. You don't have to know anything. We have Bible classes. A lot of people come to sing every month, sometimes twice like rhinestone grannies, and um, our laundry's done and put away, and my granddaughter said, I'd like to live here. I could have my clothes put away.
4: Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
3: Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Everybody's been uh, really up in arms over Ilhan Omar's degrading, disgusting, demeaning comments about 9-11. This is the same woman who tweeted out two weeks after Benghazi in which Americans were killed in an Islamic terrorist attack, Ali Akbar, uh, God is good, uh, tweeted out, there's a battle raging in me. This is a woman that went and argued and lobbied on behalf of ISIS terrorists. This woman is a terrorist sympathizer, and she's partnering with CARE, which is the front group for Hamas. This is about a takeover of our country from within. The way that they're, they've decided to go about it, the... the, the and, Going back decades, as we brought to you last week, thanks to Bob Walters, who brings us amazing education segments each week. He's the author of the great book that everybody must get, which is Facing Reality in American Education. Their goal is to use the schools to take us over from within. And uh, there's actually, and if y'all didn't believe us, there's actually... A school in Dearborn, Michigan called Great Revelations Academy that's doing just this and joining me now to discuss this and other uh, topics tonight is Bob Walters himself. Hi, Bob. Hey, Bob.
9: Hello. Good to see you again.
0: Yeah. So tell us about Great Re- Revelations Academy that was founded in 2015.
9: Well, yeah, it's uh, it's actually uh, established by a group that is very loyal to Iran and uh, it is had The goal to bring Arabic and insights of the late Grand Ayatollah to all of the students that they can draw into their organization. And that's that's just a specific instance of something that's been going on more and more, even in our public schools, with a lot more focus on Islam and Muslim as a religion versus even Judeo-Christian religion.
0: Well yeah it yeah when we played the video uh, the audio last week the she went through a laundry list this woman did of the the actual plan first she said that our goal is to turn America into an Islamic country she said that the the pathway to do that would be through the schools she gave specifics in terms of targeted areas and and ways in which to do that one of which she said was by teaching Arabic in the schools so that's one of the key ways that they're, they're doing it at Great Revelations Academy and they and they through their Arabic teachings it uh, are they are dedicated to spread, spreading the message of the Grand Ayatollah Mohammad Hussein Fadlallah who was a supporter of the Islamic Revolution in Iran he was he he's the dude that inspired Hezbollah which is a terrorist organization. And he he uh, supported the suicide bombings against Israel in 2005. He supported the 83 bombings of the U.S. Marine barracks in Beirut. They killed 241 Marines. I mean, basically what this is is a madrasa in the U.S. under the guise of teaching Arabic. What they're teaching is radical Islamic uh, under the same Iranian philosophy – and Iranian teachings. This this is the same Islamic mentality that has them in Iran teaching their kids every day in schools. Death to America!
9: Yeah, it's it's amazing. In fact, I, I also read where Qatari, which is a, a, a very strong Muslim country in the Middle East, has given a, a whopping one billion dollars to American universities since 2011. The most money of any foreign nation to our universities, including China.
0: Now, tell me and, about Qatar, because we think of them, since we set a base there back during the Persian Gulf War, we think of them as being American-friendly, but they're really not, right? Aren't they the same brand of Islam as Iran?
9: They are. In fact, uh, we've had a lot of <laughs> rough relations with them here lately. And uh, even some of the other Arab countries, like Saudi Arabia, has taken a, a dim view of how the Qataris operate themselves and try to spread their, their cycle of Muslim throughout the, the Middle Eastern world. Well, there and in, but go ahead. I, I was going to say the the thing that surprised me is that some of the universities here that took part of this one billion dollars are like Georgetown University, and uh, according to the Middle East f- Forum, they have uh, uh, faculty that is the most quote toler- intolerant, ideological, anti-Israeli, and pro-Islamist in the United States. Wow. $1 billion into our universities. I mean, does anybody notice what's going on here? I well, know.
0: yeah. I, you know, I had no idea about this, but it explains. That it's like we've been talking about for a long time here. That our universities are not... It, whether it's kindergarten preschool now all the way up through the universities it's about churning out little socialists and the democrats have partnered with the islamists in this country because they share the ideology of a centralized system of power in this country and so they've got to get they've got to get american students to buy into socialism and to buy into anti-israel anti-american pro-islamist ideology. Georgetown happens to be the same school today, Bob, that we found out where the students actually agreed to pay reparations to black students.
9: <laughs> That's true. It just happened today with them both that they did. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, it's not a coincidence oh that Georgetown, which has the most uh, intolerant, ideological, anti-Israeli, pro-Islamist uh, school in the United States, is also the same school churning out these little socialists. That's the ultimate goal. And every American needs to wake up and realize what's happening. Got to shift gears because there's another equally story out in new york tell everybody about what happened in new york today to to students
9: well the new york uh democrats decided to they they passed a bill that blocks expanding college tuition for gold star families you know where the parents uh, one of the parents have died and the kids are trying to go to college this is after they approved $27 million in tuition aid for illegal immigrants. They said they don't have any more money. They can't do it for U.S. citizens, only for the illegals. Wow. $27 million New York Democrats. They just passed that bill. And they, they blocked any more money for our own children of, of veterans who were killed in the war to fight for this country.
0: As well as this disabled. Country. Gold star families yes. include disabled. So we've got Americans that have literally bled and died or become disabled for this country, and their children aren't getting college educations paid for by taxpayers, but illegals are.
9: Yes. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable is absolutely right. It's disgraceful that that is happening in this country. And Donald Trump is being called the hater and the bigot? But then on top of it, there's another story. You know, I wish I could stay on the one uh, in New York, but I want to make sure everybody's really educated to the extent that the Democrat Party is attacking women and children in this country and American citizens, uh, children in this country. Uh, The Democrats uh, have put forth some bill. It's co-sponsored. And uh, I can't remember, two Republicans signed on for it and 235 Democrats have on a bill Uh, that amends the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to make sexual orientation and gender identity protected characteristics under federal anti-discrimination law. Um, And most importantly, because, see, the Democrats, like the Islamists, are using our schools as the way to get their agenda over. So one of the most uh, key things that they did in this is to force public schools to do what with the the students?
9: Well, to expand... Female athletic teams to include biological males who identify as transgender girls, and of course the the transgender girls who were men are still bigger and stronger and faster. So it's a real detriment to the women's sports of all types in this country and to women in general. It's going to be and it's mandated. It's forced. It's like you're kidding me.
0: Yeah, because Uh, this is also another example of a centralized system of power, why we need to get our schools, we need to abolish the Department of Education, we need to get the federal government out of it, it needs to be dealt with at the state and local area. And Nadler and others have lied when they said that there's no basis, in fact, that, that transgender girls, which are boys, have any physiological advantage. When we all saw the reports of the young girls that were demoralized, which was the word of the female track student in Connecticut, when she said that there was two transgender boys that were winning every meet. The girls were like, why are we even bothering to show up? There was even a feminist who went and spoke out against this bill who said that men will dominate female sports and that um, that they are this will lead to a male invasion of female spaces, not even just including the athletic field. You feminists out there who say that you care about women, this is a flat-out attack on women and most importantly, minor girls. And yeah, they it's, really need
9: to, The feminists need to re, really get involved in this and do a do a stop to what the Democrats are trying to accomplish here.
0: Well, they're, you know, the Democrats have said that they're the party, that, that Republicans are the party <laughs> waging a war on women. This is literally a war on women because this has men in girls' bathrooms, in the showers, in locker rooms, taking away their accomplishments.
9: Yeah, and they- then the girls can't go to college based on athletic scholarships because they can't win these races and these contests anymore.
0: It's 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 despicable and it's shocking and every American needs to get involved. God bless you, Bob, for continuing to bring this uh, these these stories to the show here. And I hope you have a great weekend. And everybody, get Bob's book. You can get it on Amazon. Facing Reality and American Education. We need to take our schools back and actually get them back into being education centers and preparing them for their futures. Have a great weekend, Bob.
9: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Bud. All right, we're gonna take a break. We come back. We got a little game to play here a little Friday fun day. And then we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I just added a runner-up to my Stink of the Week, a Boston Globe writer. Wait till you hear this disgusting, nasty story. It's worse than the sewage spill in the beach here in La Jolla. More Andrea K. Show
3: coming. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
4: Go. The answer. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network.
1: Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor.
3: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of The Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. That traditional three-legged retirement stool that we've talked about for years, that's pension plans, your personal savings, and Social Security benefits. Well, that particular retirement stool, just a little bit wobbly right now. The personal savings, however, often ends up being the weak link for people. And so this is where it really becomes important for you to understand your projected Social Security benefits, your retirement income, and the amount that you need to save to get the job done for you and your family so if you need help with that I invite you come on in and see me I do meet with everybody personally and I offer an absolutely free retirement planning consultation all you have to do is call the office and schedule your visit 800 727 plan that is my office number here 800 727 7526 you can also go to my website
8: the this is Jerry Boyer of townhall finance for townhall.com we have now seen a 180 degree turn from the tolerance movement in our country First, they ordered us to be tolerant of those on the other side of the moral, political, or sexual divide from us. Now, the tolerance seekers are themselves increasingly intolerant. As Roger Kimball said recently, quote, The old idea was summed up as, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. The new dispensation is, I disapprove of what you say, therefore you may not say it. Case in point, Greenpeace with Google's assistance, recently deleted Dr. Patrick Moore from its list of founders. He disappeared, just like the commissar vanishes in Soviet Russia. Mr. Moore's misdeed? He appeared on Fox News expressing skepticism about some recent climatology and was praised by President Trump. Like in Stalinist Russia, history is being upgraded. I'm Jerry
7: Boyer.
4: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
7: Now that Robert Mueller has concluded his probe determining there's no evidence showing President Trump colluded with Russia, Spygate has become one of the greatest political scandals in America's history. The intelligence community and federal agencies conspired against Donald Trump's presidency. The Epoch Times has a special two-part Spygate series that exposes the players in this plot and what developments you should look for in the coming weeks. Try the Epic Times for just $1 for the first month by logging on to trustednewspaper.com, trustednewspaper.com. FM 96.1 AM
4: 1170, The Answer.
7: You're
3: listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. We are finishing up the week with a little Friday fun day, and then we'll have our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Uh, you know what's fun for me? <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's just so fun for me to see that CNN has sunk to 15th place, baby. And Rachel Maddow, she has gone, depending on what night, she's lost anywhere between 17 to 34% of her viewers. Because, see, when their product has been that Trump colluded with Russia and he was a Russian agent and then it proved to be false, They, they, they it's like being in a... A barbecue joint that's gone vegan. Okay, you, you you you've you've switched gears, you've changed it up, and now you've lost your meat eaters. Okay, you ain't got the red meat anymore to serve to them, so that's so yummy.
2: Is that okay. fifteen uh, out of news?
0: Like fifteenth, like
2: fifteenth for their time slot, or?
0: Uh, well, you asked me. I already switched <laughs> off the the article there, <laughs> but they've sunk to fifteenth place. Oh wow! Uh, well, in the, the prime time lineup.
2: Yeah, well, that's where they deserve to be. That's where they deserve. And actually, to be. We should be like 200th yeah under it should be under humor
0: well you know the, the reason why they're even at 15th is because they pay to be in every airport everywhere mm. you know so well,
2: there's a couple gyms i've been to that have cnn but they don't have fox news
0: yeah uh-huh i so my my, my dentist me. who i love i make him put on fox news because he's got the tvs in the ceilings when you lay back and you get your teeth cleaned. i'm like i can't even look at it i can't look at it <laughs> change the channel
2: I always ask my dentist if he eats tartar sauce.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: Tartar sauce.
0: Oh, sheesh. <laughs> but I'm All, <laughs> All right, right. You got a little quiz for me.
2: I do. Let's have some fun. Here we go. Okay. So this game here, Andrea, you're going to have to guess, yeah. is this person a current Padre, San Diego Padre baseball player on the roster, or is it a current member of the U.S. House of Representatives?
1: <laughs> oh, good great.
2: Okay. All right. All right. First one. Franchi Codero. Oh, Padres. Nice. Yeah! Second one, Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks,
0: Mo Brooks. Padres.
2: He's a representative out of Alabama. Okay. French Hill. French Hill,
0: French Hill. You already asked me about a Frenchie.
2: Well, I was trying a little little brain teaser here. This (laughs) This is a French
0: Hill. French Hill? That's got to be a Padres. That can't be. What? He's a, he's out of Ar-
2: <laughs> Arkansas.
0: I, I I don't even fly over Arkansas. I don't want anything to do with that state. <laughs> Clinton's right. from there. All right, go on.
2: And the next one, Kirby Yates.
0: Kirby. I like the name. He's got to be a Padres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby's a ball player name. Remember Kirby? What's his name from the Minnesota Twins? Puckett. Kirby Puckett. Puckett. Yeah. Chewy Garcia. Padres.
2: He is a representative we about, out, of, out of Illinois. We,
0: named Chewy. Chewy. Come on now. He's got to be from name Arizona. Is okay. His real Jesus. Okay.
2: But they call him Chewy. Okay. Okay. Right. Next person here.
0: I miss That makes me miss Chewy's. The restaurant used to be under the bridge in the barrio. They oh, had I've the best done. Mexican food in town. He, Chewy got too big for himself. Uh-oh. All right. Chewy went down. All right. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay. Manu, Manuel Margot. Padres. Good job, good See, job.
0: I knew it was eventually going to come back to the Padres. <laughs> so I keep, keep guessing. Hank right.
2: Johnson Jr.
0: Hank Johnson Jr. Uh, that's a that's a NASCAR driver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a he's out of Georgia. Uh, he's hu- out, U.S. Out. House of Representative All right. of Georgia. All right. Socrates Brito.
0: Padres. Yeah. He actually
2: just got traded to the Toronto, but that name I had to throw it in. There. All, right. All right, two more. Franmil Reyes. Reyes,
0: he's that's got to be a ball player. He's got to be out of the Dominican Republic, the DR of Puerto Rico.
2: Okay, the very last one here,
0: Jeff Hortonberry, House of Representatives. No self-respecting baseball player would have that name. Good job, good job. You got more than <laughs> he, he, half right. Would I win, right. baby? Would <laughs> I win? <laughs>
2: you win me as a producer All for another right. week. Oh,
0: very good. <laughs> All right, now g- getting into some winners, uh, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I got to I gotta start with Stink of the Week because I like to end on the hero. Uh, Stink of the Week runner-up has to be the Boston Globe columnist who literally called for waiters to contaminate the food of Trump administration officials. This is not a story to be laughed at. First of all, he starts talking. His name is Luke O'Neill. He said, keep Kirsten Nielsen unemployed and eating Grubhub over her kitchen sink. So first of all, there's there's a coordinated uh, effort out there to try to have former uh, Trump administration officials not be able to get work. And actually putting pressure on colleges, universities, and companies not to hire them. He goes on then to say, though, as for the waiters out there, I'm not saying you should tamper with anyone's food as that could get you in trouble. You might lose your serving job, but you'd be serving America and you won't have any regrets years later. Literally inciting waiters to do this. That is so, I used to work as a a server in college. That is the most vile, disgusting crap that you could put out there. You're foul. You're vile. The Globe took the article down, but that is beyond. That is some serious stench. Um, the runner-up to that stench was the stench that came out of the congressional hearings that was a racist display against white Americans under the white identity ideology threat. And Ted Lieu, who literally tried to defame Candace Owens, and she gave it back to him, Uh, She's in the running for here of the week. He is he's in contention for stink of the week uh, with that disgusting display. But there can be no greater stench than Ilhan Omar. I'm not sure equally to her stench of the demeaning comments she made against 9-11 is the fact that there's people who actually voted for her and the Democrats who defended her. This is a terrorist enabler, a terrorist sympathizer. And in a post 9-11 America. She had no business, not only serving in Congress, literally, given the fact that there's still suspicion she married her brother on an immigration fraud scheme. She really needs to be needs to be questions whether or not she should stay in this country. And I mean that literally Uh, for hero of the week. Runner up is Candace Owens herself for this. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing. Uh, We don't have time to to play the full clip. She goes on to, to say that that Ted Lieu. Well, it was uh, despicable and cowardly in the way that he took her comments out of context to craft a narrative to destroy her much like they do to Trump. Uh, That would have been my hero of the week, but for Bill Barr, because Bill Barr went before Congress. Yeah, DJ Carrot Sticks likes this. This was this was his nominee because. It took a lot of guts for him to go before Congress and use the S-word like he did, and he did it with intention. He did it in a calculated manner, and basically what he did was a shot across the bow and put everybody on notice that he's serious about restoring the rule of law at the Department of Justice, and I can't wait till it actually happens. Real investigation, not just these congressional hearings. We'll be right back here Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a great weekend. Love you all. Be safe out there.